Life Audio. Just ahead on Encouragement for You, former Chick-fil-A president Dan Cathy talks about leadership in the workplace. And financial authority Betty Banks explains how to manage your money. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. During his years as chairman, president, and CEO of Chick-fil-A, Dan Cathy was often invited to speak on the subject of leadership in the workplace. He discusses the subject with host Don Hawkins. One of the great business gurus that is uh, recently deceased, Peter Drucker, he's, mm-hmm. he's been such a modern-day prophet in the sense of really bringing profound truths to the attention, really simple truths, and if you really look close enough, you'd even even realize that they come from scriptural principles. He says the most important decision that anybody makes is in in business or any organization is simply this, who does what? Hmm. And it's not so much the what they're doing, but who's doing it. And so all of us, as we think about, you know, churches, universities, businesses, most important, some people say that in retailing, it's location, location, location. Uh, we've not found that to be the case. We've been in mediocre locations, by anybody's standard, mediocre locations, and we've had outstanding Chick-fil-A operators running those restaurants. So yeah. it's really confirmed us it's not location, location, location. It's really people, people, people. Hmm. And, uh, and maybe location is where you know, fourth or fifth on down the line. So, you know, it's it's who does what. And the fact that as a leader you have an opportunity of leveraging talents and the energies of people. And so any of us that aspire to want to grow and create value to have, you know, raises and have the opportunity of providing for our families and to provide educational opportunities for them and own, 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 really should seriously consider what do I need to do to expand my base so that I can be more effective in communicating vision for other people. And there's a kind of a set of skills that you're going to be mentioning here that I'd love to share. Uh, it's called the serve model. And it's based on the fact that Jesus said the greatest among you should be the servants of many. And this, is, this was as profound then as it is today that really great leaders really serve, and they serve very well. So yeah. I'm going to give you the five the five letters, S-E-R-V-E. Five principles of serving, and I think, Dan, you've underscored something that's absolutely critical for us to recognize. The ultimate model of leadership is the leadership of Jesus Christ. Uh, you mentioned Peter Drucker, but nobody's had the leadership influence of Jesus, and he uh, said of himself, I am among you as he who serves. Uh, take us through those five letters, if you will, All right, S-E-R-V-E. I'll do it real quick. Right. Here, S-E-R-V-E. S is great leaders see and shape the future. Mm. It's the whole vision piece that yeah. leaders best serve other people when they're willing to spend the time 
to get a clear, concise picture in their minds. So great leaders, S, see and shape the future. And Jesus certainly did that with his disciples. In fact, I, I think about Peter when he said, you're Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And uh, certainly uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in calling the apostle Paul, who claimed that he was less than the least of all the saints, and uh, just had some great things for him to do. What's the E stand for, Dan? All right, E is engage and develop others. That when you once you have that vision, you got to effectively communicate. So when we E is engage people, engage people, share yeah. your vision, share yeah. your heart. Yeah. You know, be open with people. Let them let them see deeply into the passionate things that stir you to your very soul. And so engage and develop people. In other words, invest in people, yeah, and the people that have potential. Jesus did that with his disciples. I've just been teaching out of John 17. I have a book, Master Discipleship, in which we talk about six key principles that Jesus used, everything from setting an example to encouraging uh, to instructing and edifying to interceding and praying for them and then uh, basically empowering them and sending them forth. And uh, see, he certainly engaged and developed them in, in an incredible way. Poured his life into them. He kind of isolated down to 12 people that he really... Yeah. His life. And I think sometimes leaders need to realize you cannot spend all your time with everybody. It's, you cannot yeah. ration out evenly. In fact, yeah. John Maxwell, who, who uh, you know, does a lot of writing today, right. he says we need to spend 80% of our time developing 20% of our people. And that's yeah. a pretty profound statement, but I think yeah. he's really touched on something there, engage and develop others. Very important model. So we got to see and shape the future as a leader, engage and develop others. The R, Dan. R is we have to reinvent continuously. Hmm. You know, leaders have to recognize that the status quo, you know, will not last forever, and that we have to be aggressive enough and kind of push the envelope of change and reinvent continuously. Somebody said that when the rate of external change exceeds mm. the rate of internal change, disaster is imminent. And a lot, of, a lot of organizations that get themselves in trouble is they're not reinventing as quickly as the external world around them uh, is changing. And they do yeah. so to their peril. You know, as I think about Matthew 5, Jesus did the ultimate thing, and he was teaching his disciples. And throughout that passage, he said, you've heard it said, but I say to you. He was literally reinventing uh, the reality that they were to face. And, and uh, throughout uh, his ministry, he, he was uh, re-educating, reinventing reality for his disciples. Yeah. And, and directing people to see you know, lost people that are all around us. And if yeah. we have to change our methods you know, we're not changing yeah. the message, but we right. certainly do have to change the message. We talked about yeah. the Internet earlier, yeah. and uh, certainly that, those, that's an example of how technology yeah. prompts us to reinvent. You know, we didn't have that tool 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, colleges, education, yeah. business, mm-hmm. government, every area of society yeah. needs to be oriented toward what can we learn from best practice yeah. of other people around us. Don't get stuck. In, 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 your, in, a, in a rut. And you know what a rut is. That's a grave. A grave the end's knocked, <laughs> the end's knocked out. out. Absolutely. Right. That brings us to V, Dan. V is, this is maybe the most difficult one of all. It's the most difficult one that I struggle with, and that's this, value mm. results and relationships. Yeah. It, it's the whole issue of balancing our head and our heart. We can have a heart in terms of a relationship with an individual, but as a leader, we have to make the tough calls because we're also responsible yeah. and accountable mm-hmm. for resources that have been brought our way, and we have to produce results. You've got to mm-hmm. produce graduates and students that can have the yes. acumen in order to be able to expi- you know, teach God's Word and, 
and other kinds of disciplines that you're cranking out there. Uh, we have to run a business that, that yeah. makes a profit and grows and stays healthy. So yeah. V is value results and relationships. And, Dan, Jesus did that. I think about the example of when he was on the road to Jerusalem. He was so focused on going to the cross to die for our sins, the ultimate result, the ultimate payoff. And yet he could stop and, and cure Bartimaeus, a blind man who was sitting by the side of the road begging. He maintained that incredibly difficult balance you're talking about. Yes. And that brings us, Dan, to letter E, the final of these letters. Letter E is embody the values. Mm. You know, great leaders realize that it's more than just talks and discussions and lectures and telling people what to do. Great leaders realize that about 90% of what you're going to you're going to communicate to someone else, particularly within a, and as I can speak to a business organization, is about what you do. When I walk in a Chick-fil-A restaurant, I realize for me that all eyes are on me. Am I going to walk behind the counter first, or am I going to walk out to that dining room and start greeting customers and clearing yeah. tables? Well, yeah. great leaders embody the value. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. For many years, Betty Banks served as Vice President for Education of Consumer Credit Counseling Service. She was also a regular guest on Don Hawkins' program, Life Perspectives. In this segment, Betty and Don discuss strategies for money management. Great to have you in the studio. Thank you so much, Don. I'm just delighted to be here. It's been a while since we've seen each other. So. It has been, and, and yeah. boy, this is a great joy. You know, I mentioned many people think the Bible says money is the root of all evil, but that's not exactly what Paul wrote to Timothy, is it? It is not, Don, and I'm so happy that you've kind of clarified that we tend to cherry-pick gospel. Yes. And you came through with the exact quote. <laughs> it's the love. The love of, of money. money. And, right. and it's interesting. It's in the context of people who will be rich. That is, people who are greedy. Uh, now, is greedy a problem in our society today? <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. But there's more than one way to look at this. Yeah. God wants us to be prosperous. Right. But prosperous how? Yeah, that's the question. And and everybody thinks prosperous means money in the bank, two cars, preferably German or (laughs) Japanese in in the garage. And And a few rolls thrown in. Yeah, rolls thrown in, (laughs) that kind of thing, Uh, all kinds of new clothes and everything. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is God wants us to be spiritually rich, I believe, and that's an important aspect of that. And Paul does talk about that in 1 Timothy chapter 6. I know uh, education is a big passion of yours, important part, is it not? Why is that so important with money? It's a part of that life balance thing. Yes. It's a good perspective on Christian stewardship. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how credit cards and online purchasing have created financial problems today. They've created a monster. Uh, when I started working for Consumer Credit Counseling Service, by the way, the program still exists. It's under another name. It's right. called Transformance now. Okay. But um, the average 
Well, the nation's consumer debt load was about $640 billion. Mm, okay. It is now, I think it's like $11 trillion. Oh, my. Yes. How, how did we get, well, our country's in debt, 31 $34, trillion, yeah. you know, give or take a trillion, you know, who's counting? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it yeah. seems like nobody is counting. That's the like problem. Everett Dirksen said a billion here and a billion there. Pretty soon you're talking about real money. Yeah. <laughs> Everett Dirksen was a wise beyond his years. He was indeed. Yes. But we have done terrible things to ourselves, and some of that debt is just interest on debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of my pet peeves about how credit has become a crutch for the business industry, because yeah. if you're looking at a debt of $2,500, just $2,500, that's not that much money right. in today's economy. Sure. But if you're paying... 26% APR, annual percentage rate, divide that by 12, and that comes to like almost 22%. And you are paying that today, given the way the Fed has been raising the interest rates. That's right. And it goes on and on and on. Yeah. So if your interest is, is 2.5% and your payment is 3%, how much progress are you making? Mm, not Hard, much. Hardly any at all. Yeah. And if you make your payment late, what you have done is two things. Number one, they'll charge you a late penalty. Yes. Number two, you've tipped your balance over to exceed your credit limit. Yeah. So now you make your little 3% payment and your credit limit goes up, your yeah. credit goes, your debt goes up, and you're stuck paying that thing for 30 years, just like a mortgage. And your credit score goes down. down. Ooh, exactly. Okay. Some of you are struggling with this very thing. So that brings me to the question, what are the warning signs that tell us we're in trouble? Okay. Borrowing just to make ends meet. Hmm. When the money just isn't there at the end of the month, and you do have open lines of credit. Yeah. So borrowing just to make ends meet, mm-hmm. that's a danger. Yeah. That lets you know. Arguing about money, particularly yeah. for couples. More couples get divorced because of money than do for infidelity. Hmm. Hard to believe, but true. Yeah. Money, yes. Yeah, money. And hiding bills from a spouse. Oh. That's yes. a sign. That's a sure sign. Yeah. Collection calls from a creditor. Mm-hmm. All of those are sure signs that there's a problem if you're always worrying about money. Uh, now, Betty, there are companies out there that offer to fix or repair your credit. Mm-hmm. Talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the, with this. The credit repair clinics, whomever they are. Yeah cannot do anything for you that you can't do for yourself. The difference is they know the game. Yeah. And they know how to touch that credit report in ways that are sometimes practical, sometimes that are not. Yeah. Uh, so basically, your credit report is a history. You cannot change history. Right. If it happened, it happened. Yeah. So the credit report has what they call a trade line for every consumer who has any kind of credit. Hmm. Um, that trade line will have your history of payments from the very first payment that was due. And it will show that for the next 36 months. Hmm. Okay. If every month shows a zero, that's wonderful. 
Oh, that my. means you did not miss a payment. That means you probably are well above the seven hundred line. Yes. Is that sort of the the mm-hmm. line that you're hoping to be it's, above? If it's if it's not too soon, I, they, that that first year of credit, they're going to look at that real real closely. They yeah. really really will. So a young couple, obviously, or a young person, that needs to develop credit by actually borrowing and paying off, borrowing Correct. and paying off, borrowing yes. and and, yes. and not large sums, but yes. regularly. Yeah, make your payments on time yeah because when they start putting numbers in there if it's if you're this month shows a zero but last month shows a one that means you missed last month's payment mm. or at least you were late on it right and that does make a difference so the the trade lines uh it's a three-year history but it goes well beyond that yeah because when it when an account goes like 180 days past you, then it's going to hit your credit report really, really hard because that's when credit grantors begin to um, charge off. And that's not a good word. Yeah. An account. It's uncollectible. Right. When they charge off an account, it doesn't look good. It looks horrible. Yeah. It looks very, very bad. And it can get worse from there. So yeah. you got charge-offs. You've got they will sue you. So you might show a, a, a legal action. You could have you may be forced into a bankruptcy, which is a horrible thing because <laughs> yes. if, if you ch- file a Chapter Seven, it's going to show on there for ten years. If you file a Chapter Eleven, um, thirteen rather, it's going to show on there for seven years. So we got we yeah. got things that happen down the road. So it's so important yes. to understand how much credit to have. And what your limits are. Uh, let's talk about a positive solution. You and I refer to it as the B word. Some people don't like it, but Yay. talk about budget. Absolutely. It's not that hard. Yeah. It, it seems like it if you've never done it before. But look at what gra- grandma used to use. Grandma used to use the handkerchief system or the envelope system. You know, <laughs> yeah. She would keep all the, all the money yes. there. And yeah. that was her bank. But. That's great, Grandma. In these days, yes, <laughs> <But> that is. <laughs> that's great, Grandma. But look at at first, you got to know where you stand right now. So you need a, a goal. You need a set of goal. Yep. If your goal is to have enough money to manage your life on a reasonable yep. fashion, go right ahead and and think about what would it take for me to get to the point that I need to be on. Okay, first, take a good solid inventory about where you are right now. What's where do you start? What happens every month regardless? Rent. Yeah. You have to pay rent. You have to buy groceries. Right. You have groceries. You have utilities. Yes. And that has become another whole thing because now they're considering Internet a utility. Yes. And so how many of us have email accounts? That's Internet. Virtually everybody. Almost everybody now. Yeah. So that's basically another utility. So you've well, it's got, like your telephone. Of course. So, Water, lights, gas, telephone, all those are basic. Add Internet to that. So be very careful about those things. Some things you cannot miss or you will yes. end up disconnected from something that is very, very life-threatening. Let's suppose that you've just been sort of rolling along and the debt's been rolling up and you're saying, how do I get started? Yeah. As I said, find out where you are right now. You can't proceed unless you have a starting point. Yeah. So know where you are. Take care of all of those basics. Then once you've done that, including everything, don't skip 
the if you know you're going to spin that, I'm not recommending it in right. any way, shape, or form. No, but if you know you're going to do it, you need to include it. As Put it in the budget. Put, Put it, it in, in the there. Budget. If you drink coffee, if you stop at Starbucks every day and or every Don, other day, you've gone to Midland now, <laughs> uh, Betty. I, I'm, I'm basically looking in the mirror too. <laughs> okay, you, you yeah. can you can see my uh, my little vice right here. Precisely. Stop by earlier to now. I do this. I, I um, will microwave it so that I can warm up the cup of coffee instead of buying two or three. Yes. So uh, I found ways to economize. Thank you. All right. And that's and the other thing. Look for, th- look for things to economize. There you on. go. And we would be remiss, Betty, if we did not mention to people the important message that we share on this program regularly, every week, in fact. And that is that you cannot buy your way into heaven. You cannot work your way into heaven. Salvation is a free gift. Uh, you turn to the Lord in faith, you repent of your sins, and you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who died for you and rose again. And uh, when you do that, you receive the free gift of everlasting life. And that means God's going to take care of you. It's just amazing how... As I said, I'm, I'm amazed at how much I'm amazed when I find God's miracles all day, every day. Yes. Know? So it, yeah, don't don't let anything keep you away from doing God's work. Wherever yes. you go and whatever you're doing, God puts you there and he has a job for you. Yeah. No question about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just uh, ask God for wisdom about that. Uh, if you're in a difficult situation financially, ask him for wisdom there. And uh, it wouldn't hurt to get some wise counseling in this area of budgeting and financial. Absolutely. And there are people to help. There's help out there. And again, sometimes it comes down to spending habits. Talk about how we can change our spending habits. Turn off the television. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good one. (laughs) But I know that's not going to happen. I recognize that that probably will not happen. But you have to develop some buyer resistance if you don't. Now, we have discovered uh, the next best thing to that, and that is to DVR the programs and to zap through the commercials. I do that on a regular and consistent <laughs> basis. Number one, I don't look at that much TV anyway, Don. Yeah, I'm a right. very, very busy lady. Yeah, and you I have do, plenty to do your got, Bible study and all, all of those stuff. things. So I don't I don't look at that much TV. So there are other ways to get information. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be through the TV. Right. But it doesn't hurt. Just just don't let yourself be swayed. Remember that all commercials are is a desire to make you buy what you don't need for their benefit. And they are the ones who benefit. And you are the one who are saddled, especially if you're buying it on easy credit. You will be paying the pauper for some time to come. Easy credit is not easy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, 
you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement For You. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.